Greetings, this is Carl, and you are listening to Behavior Up Radio. The way I make decisions, and I'm not going to speak for you, but the way I make decisions is I make a decision and then I do my research. And my research consists of summarily dismissing anything that disagrees with me and gathering evidence to support what I've already decided. One way to think about it is if I I make a decision this evening and I wake up in the morning and there are two emails in my inbox. One email says 10 arguments, 10 points of data that disagree with what you decided last night. And the other one says 10 points of data that agree with what you decided last night. I delete one email and I open the other and there are no prizes for guessing. Well, it turns out that way of making decisions has a name. So it's not just me. The name is confirmation bias. The process of seeking out evidence that confirms what we've already decided. And this, it's funny, once you see it, you start to see it everywhere. Um, I remember one time, probably over a decade ago, I was riding a road bike. um, And we we did a couple of races a year. And we we rode regularly and we, we cared about it. And we got sort of involved in the culture. And, and when you ride a road bike, you care a lot about your weight. Um, because dragging extra pounds uphill makes you slower. And I remember, so, you know, I used to weigh myself regularly and I, and I would notice that when I had eaten terribly, I would avoid the scale. And when I had, take, when I had, you know, when, when I was on a roll and had a couple of good days of eating, really well, I would seek out the scale, right? Confirmation bias also shows up. It's really, really, I want to use the word pernicious right now. I'm not even sure if that's the right word, but it's really, really sneaky and hard to deal with because it shows up. Think, think about, like, let's talk about politics for a minute. If you're conservative, Actually, it doesn't really matter. Whichever political party, however you identify, if you tell me you're conservative, I probably know what TV channels you watch. I probably know what podcasts you listen to. I probably know what newspapers you read. And the same if you're, I guess the opposite of that is liberal, right? If you're liberal, I, I think I know what TV, what news channels you watch, right? I also know... I believe for most of us, I know what political beliefs your friends have and who you'll, you know, gather for breakfast or coffee or lunch or dinner and talk politics with, right? Really tricky. And and I think one of the reasons it's so tricky, at least for me, is that if I, if I don't, I mean, well, the solution to confirmation bias is to actively seek out disconfirming evidence and to make a habit of it and then to celebrate when you find it. Like we talked about in another episode, celebrate when we're wrong. So now you understand how hard this is because think of what that would mean. And it would mean actively, let's go back to politics, 
actively looking to talk to other people that have different views than yours and do it in a way where you weren't trying to prove them wrong. You were actually just trying to understand their views. Now, it doesn't mean you have to change yours, but it probably means in the back of your mind, it probably means, and, and I think this is why we fight it so much. I think our, our brains were, were, were computing power misers, right? So our brains are probably thinking, if you have that conversation, you might change your mind. No, don't go there. That will cost cognitive energy. Right? And, and even more, like ego, we've got to open ourselves up to the idea that we might be wrong. In fact, we've got to go all the way to the point where we might be influenced and we might be wrong. And we've got to learn to celebrate that. And now you understand the problem. That's why confirmation bias is so hard. I, I, this is one of my big goals this year, is to get better at that. To notice when somebody says something that is that strikes me as untrue or different from what I believe and to instead of, instead of what I naturally do, which is quickly form an argument and judge right, wrong, so I can move on. I want to just train myself to go, oh, well, I'm super curious about that. Tell me and mean it. Not a trick, not a ploy and mean it. So that's that. And, and, and obviously I mean, I first stumbled upon confirmation bias because of my work with people and their money and specifically around investing. You know, any harebrained idea you get for how you want to invest your money, I guarantee you, you do a quick Google search and you'll find evidence to, to tell you that you're doing the right thing. It doesn't matter how crazy it is, right? And so we'd see this sort of over and over and over. Somebody might mention something in passing like, you know, widgets and co is a great place to put a hundred percent of your money. And you'd be like, Oh, that's crazy. And then it would like, you'd think about it. And then you type in widgets and co and all of a sudden you're off and running. And a week later, you're, you know, you're actually thinking about moving all your money into widgets and co, right? Like it's an extreme example, but I saw it happen over and over and over. So the only way I know to fight against confirmation bias is to actively seek disconfirming evidence and then celebrate when you find it. I hope that's helpful to you, my friends. We'll talk to you tomorrow.